Hey there, homies. Welcome to another episode of the Stuff I Don't Like podcast featuring candid conversations about modern society. Please do me a huge favor and follow us on Twitter and IG, both at underscore stuff I don't like, and also subscribe, rate, and review in the podcast app. For a complete listing of where you can listen to the Stuff I Don't Like podcast, please visit stuffidontlike.net. New episodes of the show are posted every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now, let's get it started. Hey everyone, welcome to part two of my episode with Jaleesa and Tony Tig. Do me a favor, if you haven't listened to part one yet, just go scroll on up and listen to that before you get started with part two. On today's episode of Stuff I Don't Like, I'm joined by siblings Jaleesa and Tony Tig. As the founder of her own hip-hop magazine, Jaleesa has had the opportunity to interview artists like Kendrick Lamar, and as a musician in her own right, she's racked up thousands upon thousands of views for her amazing songs. Her equally talented brother, Tony Tig, went viral back in 2016 for his hip-hop song feel the burn in support of Bernie Sanders and I just had so much fun talking to these two I lost track of time we were laughing we were joking we were getting real talk so I'm actually going to split this episode into two parts you go on YouTube type in um, election night and you see all the news people there is no way Cat Williams talking about it. Yeah, I heard that Cat Williams. Yeah, Cat Williams is like, there is no way that Donald Trump can win the presidency. In order for him to win, he has to win here, 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 here. He said, he said they came back from the, he said they came back from the commercial. He's like, Jesus Lord, where are the niggas? Where are the Mexicans, where are the Mexicans? They have not voted. CNN was in super comedy. Oh yeah, people was crying. My coworkers told me they cried. I'm like, oh, I ain't gonna cry for that. I saw it coming. I I told everybody because I was on. I was a. I was a big staunch supporter of Bernie Sanders. Of course, me too. When he was running the primary, and I told everyone. Wait, hold on! Before you talk about that, it dude made a song for Bernie (gasps) Sanders that went viral. Really? Yeah. Did Bernie listen to it? I'm sure he probably did. We think he did because one of his people hit him up (gasps) to go to what? Are you crazy? Yeah, and I was like, yo, I was like, this is it. We want to make it. (laughs) And then he lost. But he would have won. I they polls show that if he was against Trump, he would have won. And that was in yeah. that in that because I've been in the I've been a registered independent for like yeah. since Obama's after he got like the first time. Me, I, got I, the first time. You're like, okay. And, I uh, always because even yeah, Martin Luther King said yeah. the Republicans ain't doing shit for you. Democrats ain't oh, doing shit Malcolm for you. X broke it down. Yeah. Malcolm X really broke it down. He said that the differences between um, the liberals and um, the conservatives is that that the conservatives are the the if it's the here, we're the sheep, the conservatives mm-hmm. are the wolves, and and the Democrats are the foxes. So the wolves, you know, the lambs know from the beginning the wolf is out to get you, mm-hmm. right? So you know, like they coming at me, and they'll let you know they don't they don't sugarcoat it. Like yeah, as soon as you leave the house, I'm about to mm-hmm. I'm, I'm chasing you up and down this field. The foxes will be like, hey man, come out the sun is shining, mm-hmm. it looks good. 
you know, we can go out and play. We can, you know, mm-hmm. chase rabbits together. <laughs> and, then also, rabbits. and then next thing you know, the fox is the one that got you on the plate. Real talk. And that's how it is right now with, um, you know, it's just so much with the Demo- If you look at how the, Demo- the democratic system is, it's the same thing. It's all about oh. controlling the power, right? That's why the progressives are fighting the Democrats because it's like, well, hold on, wait a minute. You know, because you were supposed to be the, for the people, supposed to be for the middle class, yeah. but you're not. And that was the whole thing. How with Hillary and her camp, they controlled the entire DNC. Yeah, they, they exposed how they were against Bernie from the beginning. Like, uh, and they still won't fess up. To yeah, it. you know that's yeah. the thing. They still won't. Fess they threw up to old it. Donna Brazil got thrown under the bus, but <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Man, but, she, but you know what? She laid on her own sword because she she knew they all knew, and that was yeah. The but they just get rid of her like she was the only person <laughs> that was responsible she, for but this. She snitched, but she snitched on. Yeah, that's too. true. That's true. And, uh, and but they got everybody in on it because even yeah. when I was telling my sister because my sister had never knew who John Lewis was and all the stuff that he did as an advocate for civil rights. And I, and that's the one thing too with our younger generation, we're fighting with the older generation with the civil rights. Uh, some some of them like with the with the uh, Jesse Jacksons and Al Sharptons and some of them because like yeah they did so much, but now it's like well we did our part, niggas. Now uh, <laughs> now I'm about to get mine. I'll do what I got to do. And so because even him at the, when they, he was going against when they were going against Hillary, he was like. I didn't. I never saw Bernie Sanders at any of the civil rights things. And, uh, he you know, was. What you talking about? Yeah. Bernie was there. Yeah, I'm like, come on, John. John. We got pictures. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, come on, John. You chained to the chief, chained to the truck with the white with the black girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's like, I saw. He's like, I saw Hillary. I saw. He saw. I saw Hillary and Bill. Mm, it ain't even they, come on the scene. Yeah, the they wasn't doing shit. Bill, Bill was out Bernie there was out. Pop. Hillary was out there <laughs> calling people super predators. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man. I was like, everybody's selling this out. Now, that's how, that's what it is. So yeah, in the main election, I vote actually, but I voted for Jill Stein. I, mm-hmm. was like, I, I, I wasn't necessarily protest, or I always think you should always vote your conviction. Yeah, I don't like that. How when people said that to me, like, oh, it's your fault that Trump yeah. won. I'm like, no, like. Uh, we live in a democracy, but you're telling people to vote for people they don't want to vote for just spite someone else. I'm like, that's not... uh, And they're like, well, your vote doesn't matter. I'm like, it doesn't matter because you are telling people it doesn't matter. Imagine if everyone voted for who they wanted to vote for and weren't, like, scared by your scare tactics that it doesn't matter. It doesn't, like... And no one even questions the system. No one even says, like, wait a minute. And George Washington... He he said that this was gonna happen even in the beginning with having to do two separate parties. It's like it's, it, it, no one thinks to say, well, why is it that there's only two major systems? Oh yeah. Like no one thinks like because we're so used to it, you know. Just like when people we're so used to eating ham, we're so used to eating cows, mm-hmm. pigs, and chicken. If you tell somebody, hey, we're having goat, they're like, oh my yeah. god, goat, yeah. <laughs> oh. This is- like you're eating a cow right it's now. Exactly. What is the difference between a goat and a cow? I totally exactly. agree. It's like it's you're so, eating an animal right now, yeah. just, but you're so conditioned that it's okay to eat a cow, but, but a goat is so far fathom from your mind is, that you can eat it. So yeah. true. That's like what Brian Stevenson was saying about the criminal justice system, about our b- money bail system, and how that's so absurd and doesn't make sense. But he says you tell people this, and they're like, "Oh, that's just the way it is." He's like. Most countries do not do that. Like, you think that it's normal because that's just what you know, but exactly. that's not normal and doesn't make sense. Like, America says we're supposed to be the most freest country, yet we have more people in prison than any other country. Sweet, we have 5% the of the population, but 25% of 
of the world's prisoners. Yeah. Like, and I all... I mention that all the time. Exactly. And it's like, people don't even... You condition people, it just becomes normalized. Yeah. So people don't care. But it's not normal. It's just you think it's normal because that's what you <laughs> grew up with. And they said, uh, and they did, a, it was a study that was done. Um, and it, it was proven that 20 per, that uh, black people are sentenced 20% more. more. They're sentenced to 20% uh, uh, tougher um, than, um, than white, white people for the exact same, same crime. crime. So it can be the same exact same crime. crime. So whether it's murder, whether it's theft, whether it's whatever it is. Do the exact same thing. Um, black people get a twenty percent more sentence on average. Yeah, and believe that. And but it's like we just so used to it to just be like, all right, well that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, obviously the bottom line is that you know Malcolm X said it that we can't commit crimes because we know we're, that we're going to get the book thrown at us. But that's yeah. the bottom line. But it's like you, but when you create a system that you feel like you put people in in a position. Where they can't do anything else but that, and then you sentence them for it. It's like yeah. the, it's like the war on drugs with Nixon. That's how it was. Yeah, and that's what he was saying also about how you know deindustrialization drove jobs away from these poor communities. So obviously, people don't have jobs. They're gonna all the factories shut down. They're gonna resort to doing underhanded activities because they don't have any other opportunities and then you're creating the conditions that are forcing people to do stuff and then you're gonna mm-hmm. punish them for doing stuff it's like <laughs> and, and and that's why i think um in the music world it's like we have to have that sense of responsibility and that aspect that we have the loudest voices um that are are going to attract the most ears so it, it is important for us to use that platform to be able to do it. And we have to understand that some people are going to use it for that. Some people aren't. Some people are just going to do it for what it is and get the money and whoop de whoop. But for those that know better and for those that feel like we do have a responsibility, then we have to, we have to go after and we have to attack mm-hmm. it. I can't, if we spend so much time trying to uh, uh, tear down other stuff, then yes. we're spending too much energy on that. Exactly. I'd rather just tell you, I'd rather just tell you what's good to eat than tell you what's not good to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that that was like, and you can even take it on a spiritual level because if you look at the two basic things, like I always look at, if you look at just the teachings of Jesus, just simplistic things he said, like just, he accomplished everything about life. It's just like, um, love your neighbor like you love yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Pretty much. And it's like, that encompasses like every everything else because if you're doing that, then a lot of the stuff that you shouldn't be doing, you're not gonna do yeah. because you're like, is that is that? Am I really showing caring? Am I really showing love? Am I really showing and expressing um, how I should be? And one that's also one of my favorite quotes, but I think people forget the loving yourself part mm-hmm. because yeah. if you don't love yourself, you're not gonna be you're able to love, love your neighbor people. properly. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, and that. And, so it's, it's it's really deep, and I think yeah, people miss the mark yeah. on just basic. It's just basic to me. It's 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 simple. It's basic, but I, I just think we we lost we lost track of that, and then it becomes all this infighting because now it's like, um, especially in the, we we see this in a lot in the black community. It's like 
okay, well, this black person said this, but then, wait a minute, he's with so-and-so who ain't really about nothing, or he's from this and ain't really about that. He ain't not really black enough because his mom was white <laughs> and he mixed a little bit. But then, you can't really say nothing about yeah. it. But he's a little too dark. He's too dark. He's crispy. So, the fact that he's crispy, he can't, he can't be a fair representation of black people. You know, his hair combed a little too well. His hair comb is not, his, his hair's not combed enough. He don't believe in wearing Jordans. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's like there's so many the, the criteria. It's like we race. We not even. We don't even have it. the bars. Like it's just it's just moving every five seconds. So no one can say anything. If somebody says anything about anybody, then it's like okay, well you aren't you aren't validated to speak on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not black enough to speak on that. And we're not even. And it's not. We've got to the point. We already understood. We've already understood because we don't talk about like Democrats, Republicans. What's the first thing they say about each other? You don't love America. You're not American enough. We don't never have that discussion because we know we already feel like we already know we're not a part yeah. of that discussion anyway. Yeah. So we're on a whole different level with it, right? And then that's not even counting all the other um, nationalities that might not even like black people oh that we God. face on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we got, we fight each other, fighting other nationalities, we fight the system, and it's just, it's where, you know, what, what's the end goal? You know, and that's the that's the hard part, and I think that's what we've been struggling with for so long. What's the end goal, in your opinion? What well, should be? Hmm. Well, I think <laughs> I think stuff starts with education. I think I that agreed. we we don't know, and like they don't know our history, but we don't even know our history either. You know what agreed. I mean? I think or if they you know, know, they just not telling you exactly. <laughs> No, but one of my favorite well, one of my favorite revolutionaries was um, Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. the Black Panther. Yes, was so a, young too. He was twenty. He mm-hmm. was twenty years old. He was oh, assassinated. Mm-hmm. I think about it. You you know how much knowledge and power power you have to be power you have to have in order to be assassinated at twenty years mm-hmm. old. Crazy. And um, he was set up by the FBI and and, um, and uh, J Edgar Hoover. But it was crazy because I was telling her my dad. Um, actually, he was in high school in Chicago at that time and actually ditched school that day to go to his funeral. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he got suspended for like three days, but um, <laughs> I, I remember that. Actually, he, my dad, he was he was always real conscious about um, what it meant to be a important black uh, male figure because he uh, he took me to the Million Man March and everything. Wow. Both of our parents were really into that. Yeah. You know, That's Our th- grandma, I think, what, was it Grandma Flo that walked with Dr. King mm-hmm. and stuff? So I think because of that, we feel like we have a responsibility. Like, we can't just be, like, ratchet or we can't just, <laughs> you know, talk about crazy stuff. And, you know, even I learned a lot from him, but it's still, we got to do a lot of work ourselves to research and all that. But one, because of that. Yeah, and one, but, but one of the things going back to Fred Hampton is, um, and this is what really blew me away, is if you look at, if you go on YouTube, there's a, a clip of him talking to some to some other black dudes who were trying to get him to promote a credit union they were starting. And he and here he is at a table with dudes he, maybe, you know, 10 plus years older than him talking to him about a plan that they have for starting a credit union in the community to help the community. And he's going through the papers. He's reading it because he's all about education. He said, "He's like, he's like, okay, brothers, I'm looking here. He's like, uh, what, what, what part of here are we talking about um, educating the people on on the importance of credit and why they and why they need this and what are they doing?" And he's like, uh, "Well, you know, they, they they kept talking in circles, but he mm. kept going. He kept he had to break it down to them. He's like the importance of education. He said because if you don't educate the people, he said the people are not gonna know what the money's for. They're not gonna use it anyway. What they're gonna do? They're gonna take the money." 
uh, feel like they got to do what they got to do, and then they ain't going to be more in trouble than they was to start with. Mm. That's so true. Right? He said, all he sounds up, it's all about education. Then he, then he broke it down, broke it down, broke it down. This is, he was, I think, 20 yet, at that time, maybe 19, 20 years so old. So smart. How are you? <laughs> Even yeah. on that level. Right? Yeah. yeah. He said, like, and what he said, what's the money going to be used for? Well, the people would decide that, brother. He said, but I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> The education, how you say, how you gonna? He said, people are gonna use the system and they're gonna abuse the system because you never, you, you ain't got no education. But we gonna work on that, man. We gonna work. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So. That's that's what I'm about too, like education. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean going to school. No. I mean exactly. education about your a non Eurocentric version of history, and that's for mm-hmm. everyone, you know. Like, if you are a white person going to school, you think white people made everything. Mm-hmm. So that gives you a sense of entitlement over other people. If you are a non-white person going to school, you think that your people have no history or no value. And it just perpetuates everything. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to have a world view, not a Eurocentric view. And for me, like you mentioned, starting a center, that's something I'd like to do. But for me, it's about health like physical health eating health Mm -hmm. spiritual health like for me that's really important i'd like to start like a community garden where people can come Mm -hmm. because food deserts are a really big problem in this country i'm sure like you know growing up in inglewood my grandma lived around the corner from inglewood like there's no grocery stores where she lives there's all food fast food places you'll see six popeye chickens before you see a um a trader joe's exactly and all, like what you put into your body is very important and so that's because I think I was lucky because I grew up, you know, there, but my mom moved to Irvine when I was in elementary school because she wanted me to have a good education, public school education. When we were living in L.A., she worked really hard to afford to send me to private school. But we moved and like when I moved to Irvine, I saw there's like 10 grocery stores on every block, oh, yeah. like literally Ralph's across the street from Gelson's across the street from Whole Foods, like mm-hmm. all these grocery stores. And like maybe there'll be one grocery store in a 20 mile radius in another neighborhood. It's even like here too, like um, I was living in Orange not too long ago, so I would go to Sprouts like every day. Like the sprouts, and then there was twenty four hour fitness. Like everything was just there, in one community, yeah. right there. You know what I mean? There was a Target and all that stuff. Then I came over here, and I went to Cal State Fullerton, so I've lived here before. You know what I mean? Like it's just no offense. I love Norgate, but it's, it's <laughs> no, just Norgate, yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? It's just like, and then Mother's is in Brea. You know what I mean? So you got to go out and venture out, but obviously. Once you get into certain communities, people don't have cars like that. So now mm-hmm. they got to figure out what they're going to do. And they don't. Nobody cares. Yeah, because the biggest argument is, well, you have the education now. You know, you have access to the internet. You're able to do and, and have access to the same things that everyone in the world has or the country has access to. So you can go to Trader Joe's, which you can. Yeah, you can do all these things. But, but it's funny because... Uh, my argument to that is always, well, then how come? And it's like, well, don't be tempted. I say, well, how come? I say, well, how come you don't put the liquor stores over in Orlando Beach every five every five blocks? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Let's tempt let's tempt everybody the same way and see what happens. But the thing is, there's crime. It's just different sorts of crime. Different I of lived in Irvine. Oh, yeah. uh, 
a family I used to babysit for. Uh, one of the moms uh, was a volunteer for the police department, so she would tell me all this stuff. She said the biggest crimes there are prostitution and drug use. Like, and I wouldn't think I'm like prostitutes. I don't. She's like, it, they're just high end, so they're like low key prostitutes. Mm. They not night not be wandering the streets like you see them other neighborhoods, but they're still there Dang. and. I personally know I, in Irvine, it was voted like safest city in America several times. I personally know two people who were the same age as me that died of heroin overdoses in the past several years. Like rich people doing heroin is a big problem they'll now. Get you, but they'll get you if you're doing, like, it was just like, it's just like that whole crack versus cocaine, you know? Yeah, you same know? thing. Mm-hmm. When poor, and even now, everyone's so concerned about heroin. You see on TV, opioid crisis we must stop it that's because like white rich white kids are now dying from heroin when black people were dying from heroin 30 years ago nobody cared now it's like opioid crisis and we we must treat them with compassion they're sick it's 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 sick they just need help it's an addiction but everyone else you just send to jail they're not they're criminals they're not sick like Mm -hmm. yeah and it's crazy because i was i was actually listening to one of my favorite um um bloggers on on YouTube and one of the things he was saying too even with as it relates to the music because they were talking about how um who got arrested recently Kodak, Kodak Black yeah right. how in this generation <laughs> it's crazy because it used to be a time where you would be you know and it's still cliche but you would be like you know you would get props if you were the, the Dr- dope drug dealer. yeah I heard now that same thing now it's like you people bragging about being a user. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on this. Oh, I'm on this. Whoop, whoop, <laughs> on I'm popping man. this. I'm on yeah. This. Like, it's cool to be addicted to drugs. Now. <laughs> on them Zanny bars. Yeah, like, yeah. when did that happen? Like, when uh, did that happen? Like, when did it become cool to have a drug addiction? You know what I mean? It is, it's deeper than that. Because, you know, like, Amy Whitehouse sung about it and her alcoholism. Yeah. You know, like, she died. Yeah. I said no, no. It was like, yeah, she's she right. You better not go. Stop like, trying to put in the house and rehab and get her help. She should have went. Yeah. I'm trying to get her help. She's out here making hits. She's trying to put her to rehab. She got a problem with addiction. Yeah, yeah that's the weirdest thing to me because uh, actually a, a rapper just died. Name was uh, Oh, yeah. oh, I was thinking a little peep. He yeah. died too, actually. Mm. Little, little Peep, <laughs> and then there was another guy. Yeah, week, yeah. And Fredo, I think mm-hmm. his name. Fredo. Yeah. I don't. I don't. To be honest, I didn't know who Little Peep was. I don't know who any of these people are until they die, and then I see. Then you see all the things, but it's crazy because it's like you see your homeboys just dying like that, but. And then it's like R.I.P. But then you go back talking about the same thing. But I heard I saw a little Uzi Vert said he was gonna stop doing the scissor, but <laughs> whatever they do, maybe 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 they the coding. Yeah. yeah, I love. Um, uh, uh, I was wa- I was watching a video um, a while some time back, and I was hearing Macklemore's story. He talked about he was addicted. He had a alcohol problem or whatever he made a whole song about him becoming sober and then even having to go having having backsliding and having to go through that process but um for artists to be to open up about that and now and i was reading the comments and people in the comment section talking about how his story and how him blah 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 blah, recovering leads them to do that 
Oh, wow. So you guys, so the yeah. voice is bigger than you think when mm-hmm. you're able to do that. Even if it's a struggle, because we all go through a struggle. We all we try to stop something, we go back to it. Mm-hmm. Try to stop again, go back to it. So, but when people see that, like, hey, you know, this is what I'm going through. This isn't how, what I want to be. This isn't the end product of myself. And people can relate to that as well. And I think that's another thing that is always missing. People now, everyone wants to be this this perfect finished product uh-huh. um, yeah. out the box. You know, that's and that's true. because the labels and, and I won't say them so much labels anymore because they're really not labels, like but I would say the social media, media and what's accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, we don't we don't have time to hear any of that nonsense, and uh, we're just trying to make money, we're trying to make money as, as fast as we can off of these kids yep. as quick as we can. So if you're talking about nonsense and it gets you a Nike deal, that's what everybody's <laughs> gonna try to do. Talk about nonsense. I mean, because they know that uh, black people, we are the biggest consumer of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, we are. It's true. true. There's a well, there's a video that I literally watched this white guy was like, "Okay, this is how you get the Negro." You talk about like literally. There's a video <laughs> and it's an old one. It was like out in the seventies, oh, and he like breaks it down how to get the black consumer. And he's like, first you make them not like each other, and they have to, you know, they're always gonna be competing. They're like, Nick, and I don't think he said nigga. He, <laughs> he like Negroes like looking nice. So make sure like he. Was just, <laughs> Our value system, our value system of what success it's is, our, our 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 mindset of what success is is totally skewed from what reality is. Think about it, because people still die, people still get killed over Jordans. Yeah, yeah, because it's a status. Thing. Well, it's like materialism is success. I think we need to redefine success. I was w- watching. Chappelle's uh, latest Netflix special and he said something like that like we should start giving activists money if that's what Mm. people want to look up to he's like because people are looking up to idiots with gold chains or whatever like why don't we give an activist a gold chain because then maybe it'll be cool to be an activist if that's how you have to trick people then yeah because and I was saying it, the, the difference is we, and that's because it's been trained in our mind that our standards for success, the bar when it comes to that is hella low. You know, if you, you can live in a poor neighborhood, you can be 100 people living in a, one, in a poor neighborhood, y'all in the same complex, same building, same projects, whatever. But the one person that got the nice car is considered the success. You know what I'm saying? He got the rents, he dipping, whatever, you know, all that stuff. Or he got the he got the eighteen hundred J's that's out right now. <laughs> so it's like, oh, he, you know, he thinking he making it. He making but y'all in the same place. Yeah. Y'all not going nowhere. And, you, and then you and then you and then what you do is you floss and then you continue that hatred. So now you got hatred mm-hmm. on a on a poor on a on a poor level. Like Bill Gates, Bill Gates is thinking so far ahead. Like you Bill Gates walking down the street right now, you people wouldn't even know it's Bill Gates. Yeah, you know a lot saying? of square dude walking around his little uh, polo mm-hmm. shirt. And his, uh, Same with Mark Zuckerberg. They were the you yeah. know, you know the richest ones we wearing the, the polo shirt. Looking like the, homeless people. Yeah, the rich yeah, people. And the Asics. Yeah, exactly. You know the you new balance. Beg, you gotta beg them to go to their closet to find something else to put on. Mark, can you please? You're the owner of Facebook. So you, can't, you can't walk around the food of the room shirt all day. Well, because you don't spend your money on stupid shit. You buy assets. You don't buy liabilities. Exactly. But then I think that goes back to what you're trying to do with the whole spiritual, um, mental, physical. We don't understand like our our environments and our conditions are so bad. Even from the the point of not having a grocery store. 
what you put in your body is so important for for your physical health, but even the mental. Mental, you know yeah. What I'm and I didn't learn all those different things, you know, because like, what did Dave Chappelle say? Like, my parents were rich enough. Just like we pour around white people. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how we felt growing up, what we did. And it wasn't until recently I got a job at the most. That's for another podcast. <laughs> and, but being around all these white people and how they thought and how uh, how they talk and what they're talking about, their conversations about property. And, and yeah. it just opened my mind to a, a totally different world, like stocks and, and savings yes. and, and 401ks and like That's all what of this we need stuff. to be on. And well, I was just like, yeah, yeah, and 444. He's dropping knowledge on people. And I saw people, I mean, I feel like it was well received, but I remember I saw like 50 Cent, he's like professional troll, but he like released some video like, ah, oh, this shit is whack, niggas don't want to hear that, Jay-Z. <laughs> Like, I couldn't tell if he was joking or <laughs> but I'm like <laughs> I was like I was like now Jay-Z like he said in that line he said like I'm trying to give you some knowledge for $9.99 yeah. that was not correct but similar to that like you are on some stupid stuff you trying to tell you about property what he said like people laughed when I bought this painting but now the painting's worth, worth millions. this millions of dollars like yeah exactly Jay-Z had one of the best interviews, I think, last year, and I was watching that, and he talks a lot about the hurt and the the healing process of what he went through, had to go through, and I think so many of us, when we live in, in environments like that, have to go through so much, and we're so guarded all the time, and I feel like a lot of us are just walking around hurt, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to express it. I mean, to some extent, there's no excuse, but it's just, it's so deeper, you know, and I mean, there's stuff that, even though we grew up in the same place, there's probably stuff that I've seen that you don't know about. There's probably stuff you've seen that I don't know about just being in that environment, you know? You know, you better want to, one of my favorite is simple concepts. If you know better, you do better. So yeah. If you, if you, once you have the knowledge. That's why education. It's up to you. Yeah, education is super important. It's like, even though I grew up in Irvine around mostly like white, rich, white people and Asians, like my mom didn't grow up around that. Mm. So I was exposed to stuff, but she didn't know. Like my mom has never owned any property. She's never had investments. Mm. And so, so I would hear other people talking about it. What do you do? Ask your mom. So I would ask like, oh, how do you like invest in some stocks? My mom's like, oh, that's just gambling. You don't need that. (laughs) exactly so it's like a lot of times we have to realize that maybe to level up maybe these people even though i love my mom i but i'm not gonna ask financial advice from a broke person because like she would always be telling me what to do because i'm trying i'm learning like i've started to make investments i want to own some property this is a trajectory i'm going towards and she's like you know you don't need a property that's just like too much stress to worry about and i just told her i'm like i love you but i'm not gonna listen to broke person telling me what to do like you broke put it under the mattress <laughs> yeah. i'll never forget you know like um he 
I have a nine. His daughter, he has two daughters, two nieces. One's nine and one is uh, two. And the nine-year-old, you know, I get to, I spend a lot of time with her, and I'm trying to just like hit these hit her with some jewels, you know. So she has I I like do some stuff for me. I give some money, and then you know she always has an excuse why she don't have money. I'm like, well, did you ask for it? No, I didn't ask. I, I was like, did you ask to do something right now? No, I didn't mm-hmm. ask. But a point of story is, so she had like two dollars, and then I was like, okay, you can go to the store. I was like, or you can save it. So you guys like, you can spend something right now to get something instant. That's instant gratification. Or you can save your money and buy something that you really want. Mm-hmm. And at the time when you have the money to buy what you really want, you may see, I don't really need this, and buy something <laughs> else. And I was like, let's do a deal. I was like, I'll give you money. You help whatever. I was like, but we're not going to touch it for this whole year and oh, see how much wow. money you have. You see? And and we just been putting it away, and she hasn't asked me for it or nothing. So I'm like, okay. See, that's she life gonna, She going to get it. My mom it. taught me, get that money, let's hit the mall. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Some stories, man. <laughs> Literally, like that was like my family bonding time. Me, my mom, our brother, we go to the mall and have these fond memories of being at the mall. And it was cool because you know, my mom had a good job when we were younger. Maybe you could be at the mall all the time, but you know, things changed. My mom got sick, circumstances changed, so we don't have th- that money anymore. Yeah. But you still want to be at the mall all the time, mm-hmm. like. You can't be at the mall. You shouldn't have been at the mall then because maybe maybe if you had saved that money instead of being at the mall, we wouldn't be in this position now. But now you really can't afford to be at the mall. You still want to be at the mall all the time. Exactly. Now you got to get credit cards because that's the only way you can afford to go to the mall. Like, mm-hmm. And so I used to be of that mentality. So my... You know, I don't really have New Year's resolutions. I try to just set life goals whenever the moment strikes, right? So I wanted to not buy anything, buy any clothes for a year. That was my, that's what I'm trying to do. Because I have so many clothes and I would just go, it's just like I said, I was, that's just how I was when yeah. I was a kid. Hit the mall, we bet the mall three, four times like, a week. <laughs> And so that's so I haven't bought anything for like three weeks. It's a big wow. accomplishment yeah, for me. Exactly. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna buy no two hundred dollars shoes. But I go to Ross. Like, yeah, that's how I was. But you keep buying like cheap stuff, yes. and it adds up. So I first I went last year. I was trying to not buy cheap stuff. I would b- rather buy fewer things that are better quality, mm-hmm. so I don't have to keep rebuying stuff. But now I'm just trying to, like, I have enough clothes. I don't really, I have 30, 40 pairs of shoes. I work at a shoe company. I get free shoes all the time. Like, I don't need. (laughs) So I don't need, like, you just do it because it's, like, a habit. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. I would, I think I would do it to feel better. Like, I'd be sad and I'd buy something mm-hmm. and I'd be happy for like a day. And then I realize the next day I just have more stuff and I'm sad again. Yeah. I had a friend like that. She, um, she literally buys, she, she says she has like a closet full of stuff she hasn't even opened. Yeah. Like TVs. Whoa, okay. Video I'm not games. that bad. I, I need you to, because she, you know, she didn't, at the time, she didn't have any kids. She, she was single. So. I told her, I was like, yeah, can you put me in your well? So, like, <laughs> Curse dabs on everything you got in your closet. Please. Well, I think it goes back to the education stuff because, 
because our parents weren't taught. Yeah. They didn't know how to teach us. I knew that I was on a whole different world when I was at work one day. And it was like the biggest jackpot in the lottery, you know. So Oh, yeah. I so, you know, that day. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, your employees or whatever, they all put in. Everybody, all your coworkers put in. And this one kid, he was like an intern because his dad owns part of the company or whatever. So, you know, he always got that summer job. <laughs> he's like, man, he's like, if I want that money, he's like, I'll just put it all in my savings account. And I was just like. What? Yeah, you think it's way <laughs> like like that's because yeah. money doesn't affect him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Money has no like if I value. Have, yeah, because he already has. Yeah, he already has it set up. He knows how it works. So he's like, ah, he doesn't see it as like, oh my god. Like if I, I, I had a million dollars, yeah. I'd be like, yo, yeah. you know, like six bucks tomorrow. Six bucks. I got a whole closet full of Jordan. I can't even walk. So we haven't been taught and now that I'm older, I'll be asking my mom. So I'll be asking mom, I'm like, Mom, how come y'all never saved? She's like, Well, we couldn't afford to say I'm like, Mom, you how come y'all couldn't have saved? I was like, and then she was like, broke it down. Well, you know what? We did <laughs> we weren't disciplined. Okay, like now you're telling the truth. Like, I Just wanna hear Just be honest. Reminds me of my grandma. So my grandma She's very, she's 92. Wow. My grandma is 92, still crazy as hell. <laughs> like, firecracker of a person. But she, like, never pays her bills. And it's not because she doesn't have money. She just don't give a fuck. That's not her priority. Like, buying some $100 face cream is her priority. And so I've been helping her the last couple of years pay her, um, her house insurance and the taxes on the house. The property, she's bought this house 56 years ago. So the property taxes are super low, like $400 a year or something. And I'm like, we call her baby. I'm like, baby, why can't you save $400 in a year? You know it comes at the same time. You could save $10 a week and have more than you need. And I'm like, why don't you save? She's like, well, what's the point of saving? I'm like, because then you have stuff. She's like, well, you don't ever know what will happen to you. Tomorrow is not promised to you. You don't ever know. Yeah. Yeah, you don't ever know what'll happen. So yeah. what's the point? I'm like, you're right. You don't ever know what'll happen, but you do know if you don't say this is gonna happen. You know that, don't you? Like, I'm like, oh, this is the mentality. Yeah. Like, who taught us that? Cause I had that mentality too. And then Layla was like, one day, was like, you don't save? And I was like, uh, because something could happen to me. Yes. And I was like, my thing is like, get it all out now. Yes. But that's poor people. Like, I that's- listened to this ment- uh, this podcast called Bad With Money. And I really like it because it changed my mentality a lot. It's by this girl. And I guess she's a YouTuber. And she grew up poor. But now she's sorting, like, to come into money. And she doesn't really know how to handle it. So I like it because every episode she'll bring in sort of a financial expert or an expert in whatever. She's an actress. So in, in that field, and sort of just drop knowledge. In the first episode, she had a financial therapist, mm. which I had never heard of. But yeah. This guy, he was basically saying we have scripts 
that we run in childhood, like a lot of our financial well-being is based on how we were taught. So you'll just unconsciously do things that you don't even know and just because you were taught that way. Mm -hmm. And he was saying it's like a poverty mindset as soon as you get money to like get rid of it because you, you don't know. There's never been, I guess, any sort of opportunity for you to do anything else but to spend it as quickly as you can whereas a rich mindset if you get money you'll keep that money because you might save it to buy some more property buy a business make an investment whereas poor people as soon as they get money they're just trying to spend it Mm -hmm. and it was very interesting and and I think that's true like that's what my grandma says that my mom would say that too like I asked when she got sick and even when I went to college, my mom never saved for me to go to college. And I went to a really expensive private yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> luckily, I did get in school. So I had a bunch of scholarships and I didn't, I had to pay some, but I didn't have to pay that much. But like, I asked her, I'm like, why didn't you save money for me to go to college? Like, you knew I was going to go to college. She, she said the same shit, like, well, you don't know. Tomorrow's <laughs> know not promised today. Like, I'm like, well, you should be saving for, like, what could happen, not banking on, you know, mm-hmm. some stuff that may or may not happen, like. Mm-hmm. Sure, you could die tomorrow, but chances are you're not. So I'd exactly. re- like be prepared. That's like uh, our parents. I always remember like accounts being in a negative and stuff. And I thought that was normal. So I got a few bank accounts. I just let that shit go in the negative. Like, and it just closed up. And then I was like, hold up. This don't make no damn sense. I got, I have five bank accounts. Nah, I literally have Bank of America Chase. Uh, what's the U.S. bank? Like, I swear I had all of them. Then finally, like, Wells Fargo has been good to me. I've had that for, like, 14 years, I think. But, um, I was like, I made a point. I was like, I'm not going to have my account in the negative ever again. And it went in the negative one time this year. I literally... I had a heart attack. I did. I cried. Because mm. I said I worked so hard to not do this. And it was just like a mental thing. I was like, where am I? You know? But that's um, good. Like, at least... Like we sound like we had similar <laughs> upbringings, but that's how you you change. Is that mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people you can't change unless you admit that something's wrong in the first place. Like that's why my mom didn't change from my grandma. She mm-hmm. just kept doing it because that's normal to her. Like that's not normal. Like no. if you got my grandma. She'd had the money. She like her water bills a hundred dollars. She'll give him twenty dollars. I'm like, you have a hundred dollars on. She's like, oh, well, that's they they they, they don't need, need it. They, they won't cut it off if you give them twenty dollars. <laughs> and it's just racked up. Now you owe ten thousand dollars because every time you're only paying them a little bit. Like we don't need that much water. We don't need water that much for. Like, oh, what shit. is wrong with you? Like. Oh, it's generational thing. Old people. Well, but it's that's that generation. That's what. That's the reason why the uh, even on the back to politics. That's why the the Democrats keep 
uh, taking advantage of black people. Yeah, because... You know, that it's that older generation. It's like, no, Hillary has to be the president. <laughs> Hillary's not the president. Yeah, she's like, Hillary has to be. She got, No, Bernie's not... What do you mean? You Are you even know what the issues yeah. are? <laughs> you don't know what the issues are. You're just saying Hillary just because you like... Just cause, yeah, you, you know, like her I like husband. Your, I like your pantsuit on. She got to do that. Who else, else going to wear a pantsuit like that in the White House for four years? Bernie hair all over the place. I don't trust nobody who don't come and brush his hair. Yeah, forget that he gonna give you a tax break. He gonna help you out of your pocket. Help kids get to school. You know, God forbid, you know, health insurance go down. His hair is terrible. Bernie not gonna make it. That's what yeah. I'm like. He really look his age. I told I, I told everybody that would listen. I said if Hillary beats Bernie in the primary, I said Trump is gonna beat her bad because that's the that's the only person that he can beat because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be in the exact. He doesn't have to be political. He doesn't have to go over the issues. All he can do is be like, she "Bill Clinton, folks, yeah. was a monster. Hillary is a liar and a monster. That's what he do is say that a million times. Yeah. He didn't have to go over issues. I mean, he did a little bit, but he didn't have to. That's why he used to talk about how she was a, a, just a monster emails. and a bad person. Yeah, the email. She's a bad person, folks. <laughs> she's a liar. She's just, she's just bad. Yeah. She's just bad. You can't yeah. have her in. Well, I was reading that, like, they said Trump and Hillary are the two most disliked people ever to run for president yeah. in history. Like, they showed oh. the chart of, like, the percentages <laughs> of hatred. Oh, and I was like, so these are the two oh. people you have to choose from. Seriously. It was a- yeah, it was like, die by fire or die <laughs> by drowning. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? I don't know, Jesus. I don't know. This is tough. So it was, yeah, I, when I said it, but what was crazy, and this is why I knew, like, that the process was really weird, was that um, when I was, when I actually got a chance to meet uh, Nina Turner, because mm. I I did a, my Bernie song at a rally in Watts, and she was actually there. You met her? You didn't tell her? I have a picture of her on Twitter. No! <laughs> Bro? Yeah. I see that. Yeah, Man. Nina Turner. I met her and everything. She came down, even if it was for a little bit. She mm-hmm. came down, and then... Um, and the rally was only had, it was only maybe like not even a hundred of us. She came down because it was really, the grassroots was Yeah, crazy. Bernie was mm-hmm. for the people. They were, they actually, <laughs> they actually walked, I mean, they actually did door-to-door knocking to get people to support. Hillary didn't have that, and Trump didn't even have that. But I'm just saying the passion, the passion there to get people to know. I was surprised he made it that far. No I was money. like, oh, this man. No money. He too real. They ain't gonna. I was in his first rally when he just announced his presidency in L.A. at the convention center, and at this, it was at the well, with the Clippers just played sports arena, mm-hmm. and um, there were thirty thousand people. They actually had to turn people away and had people have to listen from outside. That's how packed it was. It was nothing in the L.A. Times, nothing in uh, <laughs> on the news, nothing that didn't that even happen. They just pretend like it didn't even exist. That didn't even happen. 30,000 people in one place. That just shows you how much control the media, media has. has yep. You know what I mean? But when I saw that, I said, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. Because I was like, even when Hillary, when he ran, I was like, there's no way Hillary was going to win the primary out here. Because I was everywhere you turn, I saw Bernie Sanders out here a lot. Yeah. I saw one or two Hillary. And then they're like, she won 52 to 52% of us. I was like, oh, no, nah, something, something happened. <laughs> there's no way that um, she won the state fair and square. And they, they're actually doing some stuff behind the scenes. Like, um, I'm trying to investigate since the election's over and normally no yeah. one's gonna care. But yeah, I'm like, it's just a dirty, dirty business and it's a shame. And then that's, so now we see that it really is about the top versus everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 
that's really what it is, and, and all levels. And they use they use they use our music to control that yeah. because they're like, okay, if we can keep their mind state exactly. on the dumb shit, yep, then we can still control the power exactly and keep them down here. Yeah. That's the reason why, like, you see all the areas like you know Inglewood. A lot of places in L.A., places we have a football team coming, they're cleaning them up, right? Because the white them all people up. coming but back. But they're moving, yeah. They're like, <laughs> all right, so we're going to make the hood even hooder. We're going to move y'all even further this way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make this, we're raising the rent this much. The property value's going up this much. So this is, we, we, we Well, get, you can we see, like, there. where my grandma lives. She lives near, uh, do you know where the Hollywood Park Casino mm-hmm. is? Yeah. She lives, like, right across the street from there. that. So the stadium is not going to be too far from there. Yeah, right so you can see where all these inv- their investment property companies are buying up all the houses, oh, yeah. remodeling, making oh, yeah. them nice. Like just in the past five or six years, yep. like the the neighborhood has completely changed. Now they're all of a sudden fixing all the streets. Like streets been fucked up for twenty years. They weren't fixing the streets. That's why my uncle he he was he was saying like ten years ago, oh yeah, they're gonna turn that into a stadium because he saw the signs. Of, there was rumors, but it was never confirmed. But like if you lived around there, there was rumors because you could see like you can see the signs when they start. Some of those potholes are landmarks. <laughs> Like, oh, you, oh, they finally turned down that pothole right yeah, there. Yeah, like that song in Ice Cube. We say, slow down for the dip on 108. <laughs> that dip's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the song's like 20 years old. <laughs> no. But, uh, what was... What was, what was yeah. There? yeah. Yep. And, uh, that prostitute ain't right there on Century. Don't shut down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rally's ready to come up, though. Oh man, you guys we are hilarious! Off the table. We off the topic, no, man. this is good. This is perfect. <laughs> Stuff I don't like. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. Thank Stuff, you I'm for good. being on the show yeah, so no, much. Yeah. Where can people find your music? <laughs> That's a good question. You don't know? Oh, iTunes <laughs> for you, huh? I well, I have it. my. Well, I have a couple singles on iTunes. I have an album called Unforgiven that I released like four years ago on iTunes. Um, and Apple Music, Google Play, everything. So I always say, if you wherever you wherever you get your music, whether it's Spotify or wherever, then you can find Tony Tig, mm-hmm. Tony T I G, um, on the internet. We're working on we're working on projects right now. We're working on two separate projects, an individual project. Um, so we got a lot of music coming, like frequently. That's the Great. goal. We want to flood the airway. Cause I feel like we flood it. And we good. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, we had a hundred songs circulating. A hundred. We did. I feel like some. You know, someone got like at least two. You know? <laughs> you like two when that Chris Brown put out that like forty, 40 songs. <laughs> that boy stay busy. What about social media? Give your oh, handles. You Where can, can the people at, find you? It's Julissa, and people always get confused because they're like, "Okay, it's Julissa." I'm like, "No, it it's the <laughs> you gotta put the it's in there." I T S Julissa J U L I S A. You look up that, you'll find me everywhere. Okay. And then me, just uh, Mister M R Tony Tig. So, and whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Facebook, you just Mister Tony Tig, um, and uh, you'll find like my whole catalog and life story and all that good stuff. Is he on Instagram private still? 
No, you can't have that. How are you going to get the, the fans? I had to, make, I had to make him a separate. I had to like kind of explain how social media yeah. works. Because he's like looking at it. He's like, oh, he's like, he like, 20 people looked at my story. He's like, hey. And then well, he first like. First of all, my, my personal Instagram is private because. Oh, well, that's understandable. You only had one. Oh, well, that's. He, he just got another one because I was like, we need you a You can have one private one. Yes. Like, I have a private one and I have one for the mm-hmm. podcast. Because exactly. people that follow you sometimes, you don't know that's following you. And you got to make sure you regulate. That's that's what I'm saying. The private, the one. private one, had, one, but yeah. you only have one private one. You just got well, I, well, I didn't have music on there yet. I'm look. I'm new to the Instagram game. <laughs> right? Now that I'm in it, I'm taking it over. Okay. <laughs> and guess what? People can find it. It's private. But guess what? If you if you want to be about my life, you can send that friend request. Don't be scared. But the friend just say like, so and so request to follow you, and then hey, I'll look at it and be like, oh okay, I don't like your feet. No, so that's why. So just do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys for your time. Yeah, no I'll post links to your music and everything on my site hey. and hopefully we can make some changes in for the world together. Change don't come. <laughs> oh, oh yes, don't it get is. them started. Okay, some spirituals. So <laughs> you know it's Sunday, so we gotta do a little Take them to church. <laughs>